This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. From the After Nine Podcast Studios, this, this is After Nine with Scott and Kat. Hey, now. Hello. How are you? Well, I'll be better after today. Why? My air conditioner fucking broke. What? Yes. Your AC's gone now? This happened. You know what's weird, too? My last house, this exact same thing happened. It was late September, though. But it was a random, like, heat wave that we were experiencing at the end of September. I'll never forget. And it was like, the AC worked fine all summer long. And then all of a sudden, I don't know what's going on. And this is exactly what's happened. Suddenly, my Nest, I've got like the Google Nest situation. It's like error. And then if you look into the error code, it's like, yeah, you got to get someone to fix your whole system there. No. So someone's coming today. So, you know, I just said, screw it. I could hold off and just wait. But I'm like, why? There's probably good deals on air conditioners this time of year. (laughs) Maybe I'll just get a new one. I don't know. When you phoned them, did they give you any indication that, hey, you know, if you need a new one, it's the end of the season sale or anything like that? They didn't. They didn't. I think they were trying to be optimistic. Like, no, Miss Callahan, we'll get someone out there for you. Don't you worry. We'll figure, we'll get to the bottom of it. That kind of thing. Probably just needs a screw tightened or something. And then you find out you get an $8,000 bill. Yeah, I'm fully expecting that to be the case. Well, great. if it comes to that, if they say to you, cat, this is all fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> they did. That'd be awesome. You've, been, you've clearly been using too much AC over the last few years. You're going to need to get a new one. Are you OK with that? Because I have a feeling that, that that's not going to be inexpensive. No, it's not going to be inexpensive. But if I don't do it now, I got to do it in the spring. Right. I mean, I'm going to have to do it eventually. My husband would answer you with, yeah, fuck it. We'll just do it in the spring. I because that's exactly what I would have said. Yeah. Fuck it, do it in the spring. I I'm not the type to put stuff off. Like if I got if I know I have to do it, how how do I know how busy I'm going to be at that time of year? I, I I if I can manage it, then I'm going to do it now and just get it done and over with. But wouldn't it? Hear me out. Wouldn't it be better for that air conditioner, that brand new air conditioner, to be sitting in the showroom all through the winter rather than strapped to the side of your house not yeah. doing anything? I mean, does that make a difference? I don't know. I have no idea. I, I mean, I'll ask all those questions. If, if it's true that it's just fucked, if it's all fucked up, <laughs> like you said, that's all fucked up. If it is, I'll ask all those questions. I will ask it. I will get to the bottom of it and I will let y'all know. There's going to be some HVAC like specialists listening to this podcast that are probably screaming at their, I know, we don't know, okay? I don't know. But while they're coming today... I was like, ah, you might as well check out the furnace too. So they're actually oh, going to do a little shit. Well, they're going to do a little, I asked for it because I'm like, oh, you might as well take a look. It's been a few years. I do that every few years. I get them to check it out because I don't trust things. I don't know what I'm looking for. I just get them to come look every few years and it's probably been, yeah, it's been a while. So mm-hmm. I'm going to get them to come look at that too. Okay. So you're getting like a full air upgrade today. It well, sounds like. I don't, yeah. Like the air might be, ugh, the AC might be fucked. But the furnace, I'm hoping, just like a tune-up, I'm hoping they're like, well, everything looks great there. They're still going to charge me for it because that's what they do, but that's fine. Got it. Okay, all right. Well, you are going to have a very, very frustrating and expensive day today. Maybe. Great, great, great. But let's face it, it's 32 degrees today on the 3rd of October. It's hot. You kind of need AC. It might end up being an easy fix. It actually might. Like, what do I know? I don't know. I didn't go out there and look. 
There could be a dead squirrel in there. Like, I got no fucking idea. So they're going to go look for me. And hopefully it's an easy fix and then we're good to go. Good. Well, I'll be thinking about you and wishing you the best of luck. And like Kat said, if you work in HVAC or perhaps uh, air conditioning sales and and you're prepared to offer one of the best deals you've ever offered, then... Yeah, could you message me? You could you message me? That'd be great. There you go. It's the, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's get through some of the stories that were trending today on our radio shows. U.S. health officials plan to endorse a common antibiotic almost as a morning after pill that people can use to avoid increasingly common STDs. They say, and when I say they, I mean the Center for Disease Control and Prevention. They say... STD rates are rising to record levels, and they desperately need to control infection rates. So the proposal comes after a lot of studies found that people who took the antibiotic doxycycline within three days of unprotected sex were far less likely to get chlamydia, syphilis, or gonorrhea. Taking it a lot is a bad thing, though, right? Like, As I, I understand. Yes, because <laughs> I, you, the reason why I would assume that is because any antibiotic, you have to obviously get it prescribed. That's why you go to a doctor, you get proper antibiotics for something. But they'll even tell you, like, when these are done, throw them away. It's not like randomly when you're feeling sick, you just stop popping antibiotics and hope for the best. You don't take them as a preventative usually, which is why I would assume you shouldn't take it constantly. Right. I mean, your body develops uh, immunities to yes. a lot of different things. Right. And, and it, it can also cut the effectiveness of certain drugs if you take those drugs all the time. It's as simple as Tylenol and Advil. If you take them too much when you have a headache, eventually they become less effective, right? Sure, sure. Well, in this case, I like this as a a premise for a morning after pill. Like, oh my God, screwed up last night, did something I shouldn't have done. I should probably go and get some meds so I don't end up with, I don't know, chlamydia and passing it around to everybody. That sort of thing. What I'm afraid of is there's going to be people who think, fucking right, we're going to bear back this one, and it doesn't even matter because I'll just go get the pills tomorrow. It's meant, I think, to be in case of a whoops or an accident, a broken condom, any of those sort of things. Might also be effective, too, for unwanted sex, assaults, and things like that. Sure. Again, I think for me, it's it's the same as the use of that morning after pill. Right. Same kind of scenarios. Uh, uh, whoops. Uh, har- uh, maybe it is something as, as horrible as we're talking about sexual harassment. Maybe. Yes, absolutely. All those things. Right. Once in a w- I shouldn't even say once in a while. That's even phrased weird as well. It's just a, in case of emergencies. We'll say that much. Hmm. There are some people who take the morning after pill like it's routine. Yeah. And you're sex. Not, take a pill. Sex. Not, take a pill. Yeah. And you're definitely not supposed to do that. Right. According to doctors. But you go ahead and ask your own doctor. This will. Uh, this is something that U.S. health officials plan to endorse, so it could soon be authorized for emergency use, which would mean that, yeah, there'd be a morning-after pill, quote-unquote, for unprotected sex. Now, will this do anything to prevent unwanted pregnancies? No! no. Fuck! Use a <laughs> condom. God damn it. Rogers has finally expanded wireless service on the TTC subway system. I just want to point out that when this launched yesterday, people were so happy. And it really shouldn't be that way. October the 2nd, 2023. People in Toronto can finally use their cell phone underground. Again, 
2023. Mm -hmm. This is something that's routine around the world, and we just got it. We didn't even start talking about it until earlier this year when Rogers bought the infrastructure for it, and then there was a big debate about allowing TELUS and Bell customers and so on and so forth. Well, now it's open to all of the providers as long as they get the infrastructure in place, and it doesn't seem like something we should be celebrating. This seems like... um, it's good that we have it, but this is something that we should have had years ago, Kat. Yeah, for sure. Were people like sharing stuff just because they could? Yeah. Like, look, I can share it with you now. Look, I'm on the train. In the moment. Yeah. I, I, can you believe that we did not have that until yesterday? Well, that's sad. It's really bad. Uh, but while we're talking transit, we've made a major upgrade. Transit is impacting us in a lot of different ways. Toronto had sat at number 18 on the list of the most livable cities in the world. We dropped to 25, mainly because of transit options. Around the world, whether it's New York, Paris, London, London, England was number one, by the way. All those cities have exceptional transit systems. Toronto's is kind of a joke compared. Yeah. I mean, it it is ridiculous trying to get anywhere in that city. And that, because we're not in that city, we're in Kitchener right now. Um, But it's ridiculous trying to move around. And we've got this Crosstown LRT that is billions over budget, years past the deadline to finish it, and they still don't even want to put out a date for when it might be done. Yeah, it's. I think a lot of people who come to visit are like, wow, what what is is happening? Right? Like, what is going on? Well, see, we're kind of conning people here. We are. Because they get to Toronto. Yeah. And, and they land at Pearson. And Which isn't close to Toronto. It's not close to Toronto. It's not anywhere near Toronto. So you, you get off and you get your bags and then you walk through the tunnel and, oh, I can take transit right to downtown Toronto. And we stick you on the Up Express. And it's like, oh, wow, this is great. They've got a, a, a monorail right to the airport. Lovely. Okay, great. But once you get downtown, good fucking luck. Where are you going to go? We've got a couple that go east-west and a couple that go north-south. And then other than that, you're on your own, really. You yeah. Take a bus or a streetcar or something. Yeah, you got to Uber it. Uh, in Hamilton, Public Works has released the annual collision report. The intersection that is most likely to have a serious collision with injury or death is the intersection of Main and John Street in Hamilton. Oh, jeez. Followed by Barton and Centennial Parkway in Stony Creek and Main and Wellington kind of weird that they know the intersections where the most accidents happen who tracks that yeah. and what is their actual job oh are I, they the person in charge of tracking which intersections have the most accidents yeah i think that that would all go to the police right these are just reported too don't forget that these are reported accidents these aren't like oh hey nobody saw you know call me well we, let's not go through insurance that kind of shit uh-huh right but police would track that correct like I assume police slash insur- like, I don't think that they would they would be able to find that data from insurance because insurance won't give it up so quickly. I think it's going to be uh, police. They also said there are far more accidents this year than last on the Red Hill Valley Parkway and the Lincoln Alexander Parkway. In other words, traffic crashes are up. Oh, I can't wait to get my insurance renewal. Even though I haven't had an accident, all of our rates go up. Everybody. When this sort does. Of shit yeah, happens. that's that's the other thing I never found fair. I never found fair. I think with insurance. Everybody should start at, say, a zero rating. Everybody's considered awesome until you prove otherwise. And as long as you maintain that zero rating or maybe you get a five-star rating, fine. It'll never impact your rates. If you get in an accident, 
sure, that'll knock you down a little bit. If you get your car stolen, well, that's debatable about whether or not your insurance should be impacted because someone else stole your car. But the fact that you could be a 16-year-old male and have to pay higher insurance premiums than a 16-year-old female, that to me has always been ridiculous. The fact that you can live in a Brampton postal code and pay more than someone with a Mississauga postal code on the other side of the road, that's crazy to me too. Yeah, just because there's so many people that lie, right? How many people lie about how many kilometers they drive in a day on their insurance? Yeah. I think a lot of people do. Sure, sure. I have a long drive, but I also don't use my vehicle for commercial stuff. Like, I'm not driving Uber or Lyft or anything like that. So apparently I get a bit of a break that way, and I live in a desirable postal code, apparently. So I'm, I'm pretty good with my insurance rates. It just bothers me that people keep crashing into other well, people, should, and it messes though. with me. I was just going to say, but you should because you're a good driver. That Like, at least yours are okay. It it is it is it is messy. I feel bad for the the younger people uh, who have to go through that. It sucks. Halton Police, what's up, Halton Police? They just released the results, the current results of their gun amnesty program that they've been running since June. Ah, just under two hundred firearms and weapons have been turned in, along with five hundred fifty bullets and twenty two magazines. They began the amnesty for people or businesses to surrender weapons and firearms without fear of being charged criminally for having them. They say, if you want to surrender an unwanted firearm, pepper spray, air gun, crossbow, baton, or any other weapon, fill out the form on their website, they'll make an appointment, and come and pick it up from you. Great. How do they come get it? Do they come in like a big armored truck? Like, do they have backup just in case? It's like a fucking crazy person. No, <laughs> I think half the time they send whatever community cop is out there. You think so? Somebody that's like supposed a volunteer. To, not a volunteer, but they sent. They'll send an actual cop, but I yeah. don't think they're pulling off like sergeants and and things like that off the road to go and get them. I don't think, unless it's a concerning one. But there's a lot of people out there. This story is. I wanted to tell this story the way we just told this story because the way some are spinning it is, look at all these guns that people have. And it's really not like that. In a lot of cases, these gun amnesties are most appealing to little old ladies or little old men. Their partner was a firearms owner and they've passed away. And now they've got these guns that they don't have a license to own. So you call the amnesty and you think, okay, great. I'm not going to get charged for having a gun that I don't own. You guys come pick it up, take it away. I don't want it. And that's usually what it is. This is not gangbangers phoning the cops saying, yeah, you know what? I shot a couple of people and amnesty, uh, you can't charge me. I'm going to turn in the gun. That's not what's happening here. Although they did get a number of illegal firearms or unregistered firearms off the street. I'm sure they did. Yeah. That's good. They They a lot of shotguns. Okay. I have a feeling that's mainly the the willing process or people who just don't want them anymore. And there are a lot of people like that. What I hate is that they destroy them. All those guns that they collect that we could be using for something somewhere down the line, even if we like a war, make like, them a you reserve for? for when when China or Russia invades or for, something. Like I want that. them for the zombie know. apocalypse. For the zombie apocalypse, it'd be great to have them. <laughs> but some of these are beautiful vintage firearms, and it is sad that they're going to destroy them. But that's exactly what they're going to do with them. Uh, have you ever heard of the one wheel? That is the motorized skateboard where you balance on it. It's just got one wheel. No, you've never seen those. Mm, no. I don't know how kids do it. I've never seen an adult doing it, and I think that there, there's a reason for that. It's like a unicycle? What do you mean? It's a one-wheel skateboard, did you say? Yeah, there's huh. 300,000 of these. They say they're self-balancing electric skateboards. 
And they're all being recalled after four oh. deaths linked to the machine. <gasps> That's awful. Yep. That sounds dangerous, though. A one-wheel skateboard doesn't sound right. They say they can stop balancing a rider if the board's limits are exceeded, which risks serious crashes. The company is called Future Motion. They say they've had dozens of incident reports, including four deaths going back to 2019. But yeah. It doesn't seem particularly safe. Like, if my kid was like, hey, mom, one day, hey, mom, I want to get this one wheel. No. Mm -mm. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Nope. I wouldn't. No. It doesn't seem safe at all. Uh, I'd love your take on this one, Kat. The Federal Court of Appeal here in Canada yesterday ruled against Google in a case involving privacy. It was a split decision, two to one. The court upheld a 2021 decision that found Google's internet searches are covered by Canada's privacy law. So in the complaint, a man was suing because internet searches of his name linked to news articles about him with outdated, inaccurate, and sensitive information. The man asked Google to remove the articles in question from the search results. Google declined. They said, don't contact us. Contact the person who wrote the article. This kind of goes back to the links, right? The news links on yeah. Instagram and Facebook. Facebook and Instagram would say, we're not putting any content up there. We're just linking to other people's content. The The big news companies, they put out these stories. They post the links on our platform. People get to see them. Google was arguing the same thing here. Hey, listen, if there's articles about this guy out there online that say he did something shady or, or whatever, that has nothing to do with us. It's an automated process that links to different pages on the web. Tell the person who wrote the article to take the article down. Yeah. Nope. They decided to not sue that person. They sued Google and won. I'm really surprised at that. They won. So that's going to set, that's interesting. Mm Because now that that's happened, Google's going to have to take down a lot of shit because all it takes is a complaint now because you don't want to get sued. Yeah. Basically. Is there a way to get stuff taken off of the Google search? I mean, I thought the search just scoured the web 24-7 and his new pages get added. Yeah, that's what the purpose is. But at the same time, it's good that that's in place. What if someone wrote something that's false about you? They had their own blog post. And and then people went to Google your name and that's one of the first things that came up. Especially if they were atrocious enough to like buy advertisements so that it's bumped up to the top of that search page, right? And it's all false info about you. Yeah, but again, you'd go to the source, wouldn't you? The person who actually wrote it, not the person who sure. links to it. But then what is that person going to do? Well, you if s- they hate you. Okay. You well, know what I mean? I'm just thinking in like a weird scenario where it's like a politician is what I think about too, right? It's like uh-huh. a bunch of false shit was written up about this person running for the mayor of this town and only a scathing report by this blogger who says he's a piece of shit. Okay? If that that person who thinks you're a piece of shit isn't going to take the stuff down willingly, that's going to be their opinion. Right. Absolutely. So it right. would have to be on Google. You know what I mean? So in certain cases, I could see why that would be. It's a good failsafe for people who, when there truly is information that's not accurate on there. Uh, and and for me, I would say this isn't on Google. I would say it's on the person who wrote it, and you do have to deal directly with them. But Google could be part of the solution here by taking it down. It's just I don't think we have any expectation that it gets done like immediately. Maybe they get 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, six months, whatever, to take it down. I mean, we can't ask them to drop everything and take something off the web just because one person doesn't like it or claims it isn't true. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Isn't the point of traveling to get away from it all? To feel the best you've ever felt? Then maybe you should check out Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. When your trip comes to an end, you won't need another vacation because you just had the vacation. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Uh, let's move on, though. Coming up in a few, by the way, we're going to talk about the drive through new numbers on that, and a few other things that'll be real fun. Have you been following the story of this couple that was killed by a grizzly bear in Banff National Park on the weekend? Not really, no. Now they're saying it looks like the couple was simply in the wrong place at the wrong time. An Alberta-based bear expert, Kim Titchener, Titchener, she has a company called Bear Safety and More, says both the couple and their dog were killed in the backcountry on the weekend. The couple were very experienced in the outdoors, meaning they likely did not have food sources or anything else that would attract bears. Titchener says it's possible the bear was simply surprised. And it was protecting a carcass or cubs reacting to the couple's dog. This is sad because you've got a real experienced group here that love to go out into the Alberta backcountry. They like to go backpacking, hiking, camping, all that sort of they stuff. They know what they're doing clearly, you would assume, right? Absolutely. But then a bear comes out. Bear got aggressive. They called for help, but because the weather was bad in the area, they couldn't dispatch a helicopter. Crews that were supposed to go and help them had to drive and then walk through the forest to their GPS location. That may have been the difference maker in getting them help versus the couple being killed. Either way, it's very, very rare by every account that I've read about this story for a bear to attack a person. It's very rare. It actually is because I, I, I've been to those parks before and that's like a, it's a weird, a weird fear for some people because it is so outrageous. Like the people who would be doing... If you did a tour, for example, and you paid that money to go look through the park with a tour guide, they'll tell you like, oh, it's so silly because the chances of you actually running into a bear are slim. But you might see them up the mountain. Like if anything, like your sightings are going to be like uh, up the mountain. You can see them from a distance. And if anything, you're going to see like the I don't even know, like the fucking what is it? Antelopes and shit like that. Like stuff you'll never see around here. You're a real you're outdoorsman, gonna, aren't you? I don't know. <laughs> I remember what are those seeing, you know, the, what? what are they again? The ones with the long, anyway, I've done this. I've done these before. <laughs> That's the thing is like, I've been to this park and I've done it and I don't even remember. But anyway, you see creatures that you don't often come across, but these are professionals. I mean, um, they probably surprised them before their death. You know what I mean? That they even were up that close. It is quite rare. Um, so the, and honestly, sometimes the bears get scared away, even when there is an encounter, like they get, they actually get quite scared by humans, but obviously this is a, this was just kind of a weird scenario where the bear was not in the mood and the people were in the wrong, like you said, the wrong spot at the wrong time, really. You know what bugs me, though, is they killed the bear. Well, they killed a bear. When the rescue crews finally got there and they found all the dead bodies, the dog and the couple, they sort of scoured the area. And they did find a bear in the area, 
that they say was acting aggressively but didn't actually attack them. They shot it to death. Oh. Why? Why Why do we do that? You know, it's one thing if the bear came into somebody's backyard in the city and attacked them, but in the Alberta backcountry, there is no expectation that you won't find bears. That's their natural habitat. Why are we going in there and shooting them? And we don't even know if it was the right bear. They just shot a bear when they went up there. It's just a way for them to look like they're doing something. Is that what that is? I don't know if it's that or cowboy mentality or what. To me, that screams like, don't worry, we killed the bear. So everyone come on out. Join us at the park. That bear's dead. Uh, It's optics? Maybe it's optics, but like like we said, we don't even know if they got the right bear. They just shot a bear and whatever acting aggressively means. I would think that if a bear has a person with guns roll up on it in its territory, it's gonna. It's just so, it's just so, it's a shame because like you, you have people who want to go out into nature. That's on you. Like in my opinion, like that's on you. You take that risk. You go camping in these, in not even camping necessarily. You go on these trails where you know there could be a bear, where you know there could be whatever, this, that, or the next thing, dangerous situations, mountains that you could fall down. (laughs) Like basically, right? You put yourself in that position. It's there for you to enjoy if you want to, but you do it at your own risk. That's where those animals live. So the fact that we come in and shoot that up just because like, ah, how fucking dare these humans act like humans and this bear act like a bear. Like, uh, it doesn't really make sense to me personally. Exactly. I I I hate it when they do that. It drives me batshit crazy. Uh, One more story before we get to the drive-thru and a few other fun things. A retired Australian couple is making headlines after sharing that they've spent nearly 500 days now at sea. And they want to do it for the rest of their lives. The couple's name is Marty and Jess. They booked 51 back-to-back cruises on the Coral Princess, spending more time on board than almost all of the crew, including the actual captains. They were sailors when they were younger. They claim it's cheaper to live on a low-cost cruise ship than to check into a retirement home. (laughs) Is that true? Well, I mean, if you think about it, I don't know what retirement homes charge, but there's two of them, so they're probably going to pay double rate. Yeah, yeah. And at a cruise ship, if you get a cheap one and you book it in advance and do everything right, no flights because they fucking live there, I guess well, a couple grand a week uh, do, it, for two? You know what? Includes all their meals? Uh, I think that they're onto something there. They might be onto something. I, I, I'm with you. I, do, I couldn't tell you the cost of retirement living, the nice, but the, I could tell you, the nice centers are going to be extremely expensive. Huge. You guys know how it goes. They got all the programs and your fucking sangria Sundays and your fucking bingo days and all that shit. It's all lined up. Your place is nice. It's great. But if you can just hop on a cruise ship and do the cooler things, let's be honest, with the food and the Five-star I mean, food, entertainment every night. It's kind of brilliant. Yeah. You want to walk down the promenade and get yourself an espresso? It's free. You want an ice cream? It's free. All the extras that you would pay for are included with the cruise ship. Oh, you want to play, I don't know, Yahtzee. We've got a program for that. You want to, uh, uh, I don't know, sunbathe all day? Yeah, you can do that <laughs> on the cruise, not outside in the, in the yard of your retirement home. I think it's brilliant. Yeah, it's kind of cool. If you're able-bodied, right, and you're talking retirement... You're still able-bodied, though. It's like you're in that in-between stage. Why not? Go see the world. Those are people, though, that'll never, like, how are they going to visit their family? I don't think they care. They probably don't care. They're in their sunset years, and they're living on a cruise ship. Yeah. Fuck the family. They've done enough for them. Yeah. This is your time and, now, lady. And, uh, 
ladies and gentlemen. They're sailor. They were sailors. You said. Yeah, they had well? a boat. See, and so that's like they belong on the sea, man. What happens when like one of them gets like sick? Like they're older. They have an infirmary right there on the ship. <laughs> it's amazing. Like, why would they leave this ship? Infirmary or just be one with the sea. Oh, yeah. Bye. I mean, when one of them cacks, you just throw them overboard right? and everything. Even the funerals. Maybe free. we should all th- consider this. Like, when you're in your sunset years, just hop on that boat. You'll be taken care of. Food, drink, sex, and all kinds of crazy shit on the boat. And now there's Whatever a pill to prevent like, STDs. You, take, you pop those pills. And you can take it every day, too, because at that point, who fucking cares, right? You're like 90. And then when you die, you just fucking roll it overboard. Throw me overboard. Right? We don't do, we talked about this on our radio show today. We'll do it for the benefit of the After Nine listeners. I would like to see a Canadian cruise. And when I say that, I don't mean one that goes in and around Halifax Harbor and then up to PEI and New Brunswick and Newfoundland, see an iceberg and get out of there. Not one of those. Not one of the ones that goes up the the British Columbia shoreline and, oh, here's Vancouver, there's Victoria. Oh, whale watching. Maybe we'll zip up to Alaska. Not one of those. I mean one that goes like from Halifax Stops in Montreal, stops in Toronto, goes through the locks into Lake Erie, goes through more locks into Lake Huron. Maybe, maybe we do like a port of call in Port Elgin or or something like that. Tobermore, a Canadian cruise might be fun. Do we have the ability to do that? I don't know why we wouldn't. Will a cruise ship do, fit through we, the locks there in Welland? Would people want to do like you? You would pay for that? Oh fuck no! If it was free. <laughs> <laughs> or it really inexpensive, it I might free. do it. How the fuck do you think it's going to operate if it's free? Well, I don't know. Maybe they just want some advertising. We have a lot of listeners here. I, I, we can work out the price later. I'm just saying that wouldn't it be nice if we could do some fun shit like that in Canada? You got the you got the day trip, the classic day and, and night trips along the uh, Toronto shoreline there. Beautiful. Oh, with the one where they circle around Toronto yeah, Island like 15 times. times and then drop you <laughs> off again? Like, oh, that was a great cruise, wasn't it? I don't know. We only went 100 yards and then circled around an island. Maybe that's all we need. Do we really need to go? I mean, we've seen it all. Is it different from the water? I feel like it'd be grosser from the water. I feel like I don't really want to see some of it from the water. I feel like it'd be so pretty, and, and, and then next thing you know, you're turning and looking at the city going, oh, fuck. Well, when you go up that Ew. lake, that lake Huron shoreline, I mean, <laughs> yeah. you go from, oh, look, look, there's Sarnia. Oh, shit, there's a nuclear plant. Oh, oh yes. there's Port Elegant. Oh, oh yeah. there's where all the shipwrecks Everybody are. get inside the boat. <laughs> Can't breathe around here. <laughs> like, there's certain areas I just don't want to see. You could do a stopover in Detroit. That'd be a very unique port of call. Don't drink the water, but I mean, hey, you can... Go and see all the loveliness just, of Motown. I know that if this ever happened, they were they would want to charge people. How long would you assume that people cruise, by the way? What are we talking here? Like a couple days, three days, four days? That max? could probably be a three to five day cruise. They're going to charge people like fucking six grand for that. For six grand, you know how much shit I can get into? You know what I can get up to for $6,000? I ain't fucking toting around here. That's for sure. Well, you know, what about the shoreline? And maybe you get up to Lake Superior and like, ooh, look, I'm cold now, but I'll be warm in an hour. <laughs> Fuck no. That's this all sounds awful. I this is like like this is the gift you give someone you fucking hate. Like here, go take this cruise. I hate you. <laughs> the good news is we got you a cruise. The bad news is <laughs> it's, it's not, the Great Lakes. It's not tropical at all. Like, no thank you. Uh, drive-thrus are on our radar today because the latest numbers are in and it is surprising to say the least. Mm-hmm. They say the average amount of time it takes us to go through a drive through now, five minutes and 43 seconds from the time you pull in till the time you pull out with your order. Five minutes and 43 seconds. Okay. 
The fastest drive-through going is Taco Bell, almost a full minute faster than the average. Do a lot of people go to Taco Bell drive-through though? I don't think so. Like even in prime, what is prime time for them? Like, is it lunchtime, dinner time rush? Doesn't matter. Rush. I think Taco Bell prime time is like when the bars close and stuff like that, isn't it? Oh, or the overnights, late nights when nothing else is open. Do you think that's the busiest time for them? I don't know. When do people get high? Because they seem to like Taco Bell when they do that. I. I, Yeah, but everybody's delivery now with shit like that, don't you find? Oh, that's true too. A lot of people just get stuff delivered. Taco Bell is so easy, right? There's like four different things, and you're either scooping it into a tortilla or you're scooping it into a wrap. Uh, or sorry, into a taco shell, and and then just hand it out there. I mean, it's not really hard work. It shouldn't take that long. That matters to the menu. Because when you look at like Tim's, remember how quick Tim's used to be? Tim's was easy. Because it was like, even even when they did have the sandwiches and the wraps, okay? You had sandwiches, only a few different kinds you can get. Wraps, same thing. Ex- minus the breakfast time, because we all know that there's a few of options there. But no matter what time of day, there's a few, op- there used to be just a few options you'd zip through. Now they got chili and grilled this and whatever specialty this is and all these weird things that they make. It's like too many things happening at once. It is too many things. They almost need like a Tim's food and just a Tim's coffee location. And the Tim's coffee locations would be the ones with the fastest drive-thrus because really all you can get is stuff that's already ready or stuff that they pour. You can get coffee, tea, maybe an ice cap, maybe not. Sometimes those take a long time. Here's a donut, fuck off. Yes, I'm even okay with like bakery pre-made and coffee. Fine. You know what? You want to grab a muffin or something that's already made that we don't have to prep, no sandwiches, no modifications. Just grab a blueberry bagel and a coffee and get the fuck out of here. That's what I want. Cream cheese? Are we doing bagels? Because sometimes that slows Uh, them down too. You know what? No. You got to wait in the line if you want cream cheese on your bagel. How's that? Oh. Cutthroat. Hot take, No, eh? I want it to be, we need stuff that's quicker. Like there's, uh, some places are worse than others too. We all know the quicker ones and then the slower ones. And if you're a quick location, good for you. Keep that shit up. There's a McDonald's if, I just want a coffee. Like I just want a fucking coffee. If there's one person ahead of me in the drive-thru, I know I'm there 15 minutes at least. If that person ordered anything but a coffee. That's not right. Just make a coffee line. Just a coffee line. Thank you. People have been asking for that for years, and I don't think we've ever figured out a good way to do it, which is weird. I mean, we can put a man on the moon. We still haven't figured out how to make a drive-thru for just coffee. We just need a hut. Like, all you need, and hopefully you have the, not enough space there. But it's not like your parking lots are full these days, right? People don't fill up most of the big parking lots. A hut and a line. The hut has electricity and all that stuff. One person in it, just doing coffee. Payment, coffee. Payment, coffee. And shirt, tea, fine. Coffee, tea, pay. Get the fuck out. Specifically with Tim's, they tried that thing. Maybe they still are trying it. I haven't picked up Tim Horton's coffee in ages. But they were trying a thing where you flash the barcode from your app and then you tapped right there at the speaker. Your order was paid for and then they just handed it to you as you drove by. What happened to that? Didn't that speed things up? Because I would think it speeds things up. I don't know. You know what it is, though? People are a problem. Because people don't understand what they're doing and people fiddle around with their phones trying to find stuff. And I don't know if you've ever had that log you out before. I've been there where I'm just like, oh, yeah, hang on. I got my Tim's thing. It logged me out. So I'm not going to take up anyone's time. I wasn't that person. I was like, hang on. Let me enter my email address (laughs) and my pass. Oh, I got to find my password in my password app here. Hang on. I'm not going to be that person. But it's happened to me before. But I bet you some people have been those people. So it holds, everything holds, everybody's held up. It's crazy. Taco Bell was the fastest drive-through, followed by KFC. Although Taco Bell and KFC, a lot of them, 
two restaurants, same location. That's right. And that chicken, it's not like they fry it in that moment, right? They're not like, fry it fresh because it's usually a bunch made just because they know most people are going for the chicken. So I yeah. assume a lot of it's pre-done and, and in the moment, they just kind of scoop it in the bucket. I, I'm going to put an asterisk on KFC because I really do think it depends what you're ordering. If, if you right. want like one of their, their famous chicken sandwiches, they could probably slap that together pretty quick. If you're going in for a 20-piece bucket, that, that might take a little bit longer because oh. they might not have 20 pieces of chicken. Cooked. Understandable. Or what are their wraps, the twister wraps and things yes. like that? Those are That's a little more work. Chick-fil-A, the slowest Drive People through. love Chick-fil-A. Is it is that why or is it or is there a lack of efficiency in the Chick-fil-A? It's just the amount of people that go, right? I think it's the amount of people. I honestly thought that by now the hype would have died down. I've been going to Chick-fil-A for years because I spend so much time in the States. Right. However, I uh I thought when it came here, it's a it's been a gong show, it's always packed. I thought by now it would have died down, but it hasn't died mm-hmm. down. People love it. We've got to start opening up more locations. I think so. They're gonna do well. If you want to open a Chick-fil-A. Do it. It'll do well. There's one, when they open the one in uh, Kitchener, it's in like, it's near like the big VIP cinema area. They actually had direct, they had to direct traffic. Mm-hmm. It was so bad outside of there, especially when it first opened. And people would idle in their cars. They wouldn't, they didn't even care. Like a half hour waiting in the drive through at Chick-fil-A. Like that's insane to me. It's crazy. So while Chick-fil-A had the slowest drive through, they also had the most accurate drive through. What's more important, making sure you get exactly what you ordered the way you wanted it or making sure you're in and out quick because you can't have both. Right. Chick-fil-A was the most accurate, followed by Burger King, followed by McDonald's. And to test that, what they did was they sent secret shoppers through the drive-thru and they asked for modifications. Like, I want a drink with no ice. I want a burger with no pickles. And and they would go back and see how well the restaurants did. Chick-fil-A, most accurate, Hmm. Burger King and McDonald's after that. They also examined ways that could make the drive through faster. Now, I think that if everybody had to order online on an app and then you just go through the drive through to pick it up, that would speed things up because people are constantly fucking around. Every time you go through the drive through at McDonald's, when you're not expecting it, that's the time they ask you, do you have a code from our app? Ah, shit. Hang on. Yeah. Let me get the phone. You've got coupons? Oh, great. This is going to take an extra 10 minutes. It gets annoying when people have to fiddle with their phone just to place their order. So either order in advance and pick up, or they've got to scrap the app altogether and just go back to the way it was. They say the number one way that we could speed up the drive-through actually has to do with the staff. They say the person working needs to speak clearly oh, and listen In other words, they need to communicate effectively. That doesn't always happen. It's the same with drivers that are going through the drive-thru, but in particular, the staff need to be better speakers. See, I don't find that to be as big of an issue if we're going to pick on employees. I've never, I I wouldn't say that's an issue. I I really wouldn't. I, I, I think that that's not a big deal. However, there's a lack of hustle. Like, let's fucking go sometimes. Like, I don't know, when I worked in, 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 food service, customer service, you get them their shit as quickly as possible. I've been there before where I'm like looking in and the, and the door's closed on me and I've already, I made it. I'm finally at the window and there's my coffee. It's sitting, I could, that, that's it, right? That's my coffee. It's sitting right there. What are you doing? Where are you going? Where the fuck are you going? You're going back there to talk to her about what? That's my fucking coffee. If you give people their shit as quick as possible, it moves the line along faster. How hard is it? Thank Hustle. You. Let's go. Well, they say they're easier to understand 
when they're easier to understand and we don't have to repeat ourselves, it can shave up to a minute yeah. off of each car in the drive-thru. Yeah. So five minutes if there's five cars in the drive-thru. Hey, that's good. I just don't know how we solve that problem. You could be the most clear and efficient communicator there is out there. But for some reason in 2023, we're still limited to the technology of a drive through speaker, which is not necessarily a good speaker. No, it's not. You would never play a playlist on that speaker because it's shit. It's <laughs> do, shit. Do, do you, have you ever been there before where like they, you can't understand what they say when you pull up and they're just like, no, no, no. And then you're like, did they say hang on a second? Or did they say, what can I get you? Like, I seriously don't know. So then you start to order and they're like, hang on a second. Like, yeah. well, why didn't you say it clearly the first time? I couldn't <laughs> tell if you were saying order now. What can I get you? Or hold on. So every now and again, that that can be an issue. It sure can. But then on the other side of things, there's I'm sure there's people that pull up that, oh, I'm going to get a this. Can you get a, What would you like? Sorry, sir. Say that again. Like mumblers, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they have to deal with that, too. I mean, as hard as it yeah. is for us to hear, it's hard for them to hear. Yeah. And they're also standing behind a fryer under fans. Yes. So, you know, that little headset that they've yeah. got, it's not exactly made by Beats. You know, <laughs> it's not the clearest <laughs> headset you've ever worn. It's not a bad idea, though. It's not a bad idea for a, a Chick-fil-A to say, guys, guess what? Like, imagine how, what a cool promotion that'd be if they were like, we are all bows now. You pull up, it's clear as fuck. We're going to hear you. They're all bozed out. It's a partnership deal. You're getting noise-canceling headphones that'll block out like, all the background noise. Not a terrible idea. That's actually like, not hey, a bad idea. Hey, we're all JBL now. You're going to fucking hear great. Like, all that shit. It's good. <laughs> I choose your fast food restaurant based on who their partnership yeah. with the speaker company is. <laughs> Could you imagine? Nope, not going Can't to Burger go King. There. Nope, nope. Sony. No, not doing it. Skull candy, eh? <laughs> no fucking thanks. No thank you. I will go elsewhere. <laughs> you know that'd be a McDonald's thing. <laughs> no, uh, just kidding. Okay, we got to go. Uh, what are you doing today? Oh, you're doing, they, dealing with the air Yeah, like wish me luck, thoughts, prayers, all those things. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I can't actually tell you what I'm doing today because it involves a birthday present for somebody. Ooh. But I will tell you that I've talked a lot about how much I love living in Burlington, Ontario. Love Burlington. It's great. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to tell you guys something. If you're thinking about making a move to Burlington, let me tell you what's going to happen to your life. Everybody you know will be asking you to pick up something at Ikea. Like I did yesterday? Well, they didn't even have what you wanted. I know. <laughs> I'm, out, I'm outraged. No, I, never, I knew that that might happen. I'd never been to the self-serve warehouse part where you've got to follow along to the right aisle and the right bin. Yeah. I'd never done you've that never before. never done that before. What? How do you find that hard to believe? Look at me. Do I look like I spend a lot of fucking time at Ikea? Look at me. <laughs> no, I just have been there so many times. Well, good for you. Yeah, Maybe I they don't know. Name a hall, one of the aisles yeah, after you. Yeah, yeah, no, they, they shouldn't. Yeah, I had a hard time finding a lot of different things yesterday, but uh, I've got to drop some things off, and then I'm going to squeeze in a round of golf today. Good for you. Fuck it, it's beautiful yeah, outside. it's gorgeous. Enjoy it, friends. Have a great day. We will see you tomorrow with a brand new episode of After 9. Bye.